everybody. Um, I'm Elle. And I'm Crystal. And this is Alternative Interests. I almost slaughtered our name. How did that happen? Okay. Because it looks really good on paper, but it's surprisingly hard to say. It is. <laughs> I'm coming to you with, actually, this is, I don't want to say funny because these are two, like, sad stories that we've talked about. Uh, but the anniversary date of Crystal's and the anniversary date of mine are the same day. Oh, June really? 4th. So last episode... Um... Yeah, our last episode oh, with man. the killer... Um, Killdozer. Killdozer, I'm sorry, with Killdozer. And the missing person's case, uh, missing child's case of Kyron Horman are the same day, June 4th. That's really interesting, man. We're on some kind of like brainwave. We yeah, it was. I was just like you when we talked about that. I was like, oh, this is interesting. But mine was 2010, right? So <laughs> a little later. Um, which actually makes this the 10 year anniversary of him missing. Yeah, I saw um around uh, early June. There was actually yeah, was a lot of talk news about it. About it. I, yeah. I'd never really realized that the case was that old. For some reason, I thought this case was, was more recent. You know, I feel really bad and slightly uncultured because this would be around my... the When this happened, it would have been like the end of my freshman year of high school. And I don't remember hearing anything about it. And we lived legitimately like north of them, <laughs> of like Oregon. So anyway, um, so I really wanted to uh, thank... And give this shout out to, sorry if I slaughter your name, Felice Cablos. And then there's one other user, but they weren't named uh, for this suggestion. Uh, yeah, um, two people suggested it. And I think Felice was actually the second person to suggest it. Mm -hmm. But the first person did not consent to have their name shared. So I, I don't actually know who it was. Okay, well, y'all are ballers. And I had fun <laughs> reading into this because I'm going to piss a lot of people off with it <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think so um i i mean i hope i don't because um just because of like what i think happened to kyron is a lot different than what i feel like the majority of everybody thinks what happened to him but that's what made it makes it interesting yes so here i just wanted to say it is the 10-year anniversary and what makes it even more sad is this is the year he would have been graduating with his class. Oh, no. Yeah. I was, when I was reading the article about, like, this, the latest one that came out, like, earlier this month or whatever, his mom was talking about that. Um, it actually is the biggest case in Oregon, like, missing person case in Oregon history. As well as the biggest search parties because they legitimately have searched, like, everywhere for right. his body and nothing's been found. Right. So, Yeah. Um, so first I wanted to start off with Kyron's family. If you don't know the story really well, he, Kyron grew up with his biological dad and Kane, and then he, his stepmom, Terry, is who he grew up with. So his biological mom, Desiree, Kyron lived with his biological dad and stepmom, and then he so he basically grew up with Terry as a mother figure, right? And then his biological mom, um, 
is gave up custody for Kyron when he was like very young. And I saw this in two different places where, well, in multiple different places, it either said his parents got divorced before he was born or like right after he was born. I think they were in the process of being separated during the pres the pregnancy, which would make sense. Why I saw it in that oh in that way. oh no no I I remember I I heard this on True Crime Garage their episode <laughs> they were talking about um, I specifically remember because the captain's comments crack me up and um, Desiree was pregnant and the husband was cheating on her. Yeah, I was gonna mention that part. So they got divorced, I think, because he was cheating. I couldn't find... I I listened to their episode and I heard him mention that. And then when I went digging to try to find, like, a le- like I don't want to say a legit source. I'm not saying that cr- tri- true crime garage isn't, like... like they, well, it's, it's a secondhand source. Yeah, it makes a, sense you would want to verify so it. So I tried to verify it and then I couldn't find that information too many other places but right. okay. They got divorced. Um, I guess they were kind of having issues anyway. And then Kane started, Kane, uh, Kyron's biological dad started cheating, um, with Terry. <laughs> and then whatever, they got together after the divorce or they were still together right. after the divorce. So a little bit about Kyron's bio mom. And I'm just going to say biological mom and dad because... The family dynamic is really confusing. It is so it actually, confusing. It, I didn't understand it for it, a long time. It's it's convoluted because there's children and stepchildren and biological moms, and then Terry's got an ex husband and kids with that husband too, right? Yeah. It's she, just it's all sorts of. It's all over the place. Yeah. It's a very broken, very broken little mess. It's a blended family. B- blended family that is. Really complicated. Yeah. Because the Kyron's bio mom also had an older son. Okay. As well. <laughs> and Wasn't that with someone else? Yes, it was with... Okay. She, she was married before she got married to Kyron's biological dad. And then... So she divorced the first husband, got married to Kane, and then... Which is Kyron's biological father. And then when they got divorced, she got remarried to... I can't remember his first name, but his last name is Young. And okay. he was like a cop or something, like like a old cop or something like okay. that. I can't. It's like later in my notes, because he's not 100% relevant till later. And he actually doesn't show up too much, even like with talking about the whole thing. Which, understandable, it's like he's the stepdad. And right. So, I don't know. For me, it made sense. Anyway. He's, he's really far removed from Chiron. Yeah. Because Chiron didn't live with them. He didn't grow up with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a huge connection to this guy. So it makes sense. I get yeah. it. Karen's biological mom. She gave up custody, basically, for Kyron and her older son. Because she was having some health issues going on. Mm-hmm. Which she took... I guess it's she took medication or something for whatever health issues she had going... These health issues. And then they resulted in kidney failure. Ooh. So it was, yeah, she was dealing with all these health issues and everything else was going on. What happened is she actually found a medication that would help with it, but it's not legal in the U.S. But she could go get it if she went to Canada. Wasn't it that she, it was something with codeine? I 
don't know because I every time I saw it, it was just medication that she got through Canada. Okay. It was technically illegal here. Okay, so the and actual substance. I wonder if it was some kind of narcotic. I'm I'm thinking it was because of like the medication she couldn't. If they like went and like looked around and like kind of did like the investigation part of whatever of her like a, of if she's like a capable mother and oh, stuff yeah. like that. She wouldn't pass because of this because she has illegal drugs in her house. Oh, yeah. Actually, really interesting. I found that during when she was actually trying to take Terry to court, I guess it kind of Terry's lawyer actually brought up these illegal substances that right. she had. I mean, if you have some dirt, you <laughs> Yeah, so, um, and stuff got dropped because, like, they're like, we will play this card. Yeah. So, anyway, that's mom. <laughs> she, she is very involved right now, and she really highly believes Terry is the reason, 100% the reason why Kyron's gone. So, Terry basically took care, took care of Kyron his whole life, and apparently she was also very of involved so she if he had school projects and everything he she was the one helping him and she was also like a teacher i guess in the past oh interesting and so he was actually in a lot of advanced classes for being like in second grade yeah probably because she supported yeah. him and used her knowledge as a teacher to help mm-hmm. him yeah learn so she basically took care of him as like her own kid and it was something that she was actually frustrated about i guess because she's and she complained about with the, because the other mom is like sitting there not, and she wasn't super involved in Kyron's life. Um, like, I guess sometimes he would be really upset and want his mom. Like, and it wasn't even like, he wouldn't even call her just like, just mom. He would be like, I can't remember. They lived like four hours away in a different city. Mm-hmm. And he would say like, whatever the city was, mom. And so it's just like, like he dis dis like... He's like, mom, Terry was mom, and then this, like, she was other mom. Right, but I mean, I feel like that's a stupid thing to get upset over because you cannot change the fact that someone else birthed this child, mm-hmm. and Kyron wouldn't know about Desiree if, like, he was young when yeah. she gave up custody. So, reasonably, he could have forgotten about his mom if no one had mentioned her or he never saw her, but obviously they had a relationship. Yeah. They, so. It was, it was there, but it wasn't, like, like, she, she didn't drive the four hours to go see him whenever he was, like, mom, I miss you, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, Terry being upset about that is unreasonable. Yeah. And, well, she, it's, she was upset the fact that when he would want her. Um, cause it wasn't like super too often, mm-hmm. uh, she wouldn't really come around. At least that's what I was reading in like a few sources okay. that I found. Okay. I misunderstood. Um, sorry. So that was my bad. Poor explaining. <laughs> um, I can also understand Desiree's point of view that they live four hours away. That's a long drive. That is a long drive. And you can't drop everything at the drop of a hat when your mm-hmm. kid says, I miss you. Come see me. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... Which is... That's more than a day trip. That's, like... Yeah. The the family dynamic, I find to be... Everybody got mad at everybody. Like, everybody got mad at everybody else. And so... Stories change (laughs) a lot in this. Like, everybody says one thing one time. And then it comes back to something else. And then I'm just, like... Because reading this, I was just, like, okay. uh, 
was this actually happening or was this not happening? Right. Like, um, so I'm going to start with the day he went missing and kind of go on with a timeline because the times of that day he went missing, I feel like are really important, especially later on with me describing why I really don't feel like Terry didn't. Okay. On June 4th of 2010, Terry took Kyron to school because it was a science fair and a talent show. Okay. So it started, Terry took Kyron at uh, 8am. She took him to the school. They went in, got everything set up, and she took the very famous picture that they use everywhere of him in front of his little... Uh, science project yeah of like tree frogs and stuff it was really cute (laughs) this is something where i and i'll bring this up again later uh when i get like into more in the theories and everything okay because the school said the school told i don't i can't remember 100 percent if they told the police but they told like news and everything it was the last day of school Oh, you know, I heard this, and it wasn't actually the last day of school. They had, like, almost two weeks, two full weeks. The last day of school, this happened on the 4th. The last day of school was the 15th. Yeah, so I think I saw somewhere that it wasn't a school official that said that. It was someone, um, it was something, not, not this specific person, but it was someone like a PTA mom or something like that, that said it was the last day of school. So someone who's not actually an official with the school said it and it got attributed to the school. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. (laughs) And it was this big thing because Terry told the school that Kyron had a doctor's appointment on the 11th. Right. And it got messed up. Like, yeah. his teacher ended up getting the dates messed up and thought it was the 4th, even though he was signed up to be at the science fair in the talent show. Right. So, Terry gets into school, and the science fair went from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., and the talent show was, like, 1 to about 2.45, and Karen was supposed to be in it. Uh, but as I was trying to, like, really confirm, like, if he was, like, from let's say, like, police or the school actually saying he was supposed to be in the talent show. Yeah, because I've never actually heard about the talent show before. Yeah, it's, like, on all these articles that I found, he's supposed to be in this talent show. Interesting. But I can never have anything say from the school or the police that said he was supposed to be in the talent show and he wasn't. Because I feel like that was a really big ball drop on the school's end. Because if he was supposed to be in the talent show, if he was signed up for the talent show... Why did they not be all like, wait, why isn't he here? Right. So at 8.15, Terry took a picture of Kyron in front of a science project. And then Terry was said to leave the school at 8.45 and she watched Kyron walk to his class. Yeah. Walked to his class. They like ran or like they raced to his classroom. And then the last thing, because they put his books down at his desk and everything. They set up his project print uh the dean or something like that the school principal or something um saw her with him taking the picture at eight fifteen. so right but she never saw him go in the room no she did not see him go in the room nobody saw him go in the room right so i think the way you just described that was really really misleading oh well yeah she left she turned so so his his books ended up at his desk. Yeah. She did not take them there. So she, I saw 
So they say that his stuff was at his desk. Right. Like his books, his bag, his, I don't know, maybe a jacket or something. But his books and his bag were at his desk. Right. But he was wearing that when she drove away from the school when he was walking to the class. They hadn't put it down yet. So he, well, that makes sense then. That's that's a huge thing with some of the theories later on Mm -hmm. is someone must have seen Kyron in that room because his stuff was there. And... He didn't, he had it still when his mom was um, driving away because she never, like, you know, the proper thing to do when you drop someone off, <laughs> especially your, he was like nine or eight. I know he was young. Uh, let's see. I think he was like eight. So seven. Your, no, he was seven. seven. Your, your seven-year-old child, mm-hmm. you wait to see them go in the building. She didn't do that. Well, she was in the building with him. She didn't watch him walk into the actual classroom he was in. So they walked up, like, the big hallway. You know, like, a big hallway. Mm -hmm. This is what she said. She said she was watching him, and she watched him get in front of the door of his classroom. Right. And that's when, and he, like, waved to her, and that's when she, like, turned around and walked away. Right. So that's, and Terry left. So my, this is kind of, like, where, when I kept reading... And I don't know, because I was homeschooled, so I don't know 100% how this this stuff works when it comes to science fairs and then talent shows. I was reading a bunch, and all I could think, and then I saw, like, people commenting about how, you know, if your kid's in a talent show, and I was kind of thinking the same thing, wouldn't you go to the talent show to watch them? So... (laughs) I mean, I guess it depends, but I was never, I was never in public school, like, up until I was, like, a high schoolers so I don't right. know how that kind of stuff works. so I feel like my school was kind of weird I we never did talent shows during the day the talent mm-hmm. show was always an after school thing and you had to be signed up for the talent show it was always after school it was never during school mm-hmm. and if you wanted to go to the talent show to like watch your friends you could stay and you could watch and then parents would come after school mm-hmm there was one time in eighth or ninth grade that we had one during school. And it's the only time we have ever had a talent show during school. And there were no parents there. So that makes sense. I mean, like this, because I was kind of thinking that, like, wouldn't, because parents were allowed and, like, the uh, science fair was open. Right. So I don't, but I don't know if the talent show was open. So for people just to watch. I think I heard at some point there was actually like a sign outside the school saying like, hey, science fair this day at this time, mm-hmm. public welcome, that kind of stuff. Very similar to when I was a senior and we had our senior projects. There was actually they took the gym, like a whole section of the gym, and they made it into a senior exhibition. Oh, and it was yeah. open for days for the public to come in. There was very, like, it was very strict on what door the public was allowed to come in and what path they could take down there. Mm-hmm. But anybody could come during the day and just come into the school and look at the senior exhibition. I remember doing that my senior year. Yeah. So that's that's what it sounded like for the this. the science which, fair. Yeah, which I means... don't know if that's how it was for the talent show. See, yeah, that's where I was just like, okay, why didn't his parents go? But that's, like, all you really know. Nobody even, like, really talks about the talent show besides... Uh, Kyone was supposed to be in it. Okay. Right. But, so, anybody, the, the science fair was open to everybody. I mean, not, I shouldn't say everybody. It was open to the public and everything. So, there's people 
they had parent chaperones or just like volunteer chaperones to like take the kids around yeah because it was so busy and stuff so it actually like I can kind of see how things could have probably gotten really hectic on right a part where it's just like oh this kid might just be still downstairs right in the gym like, it, and it was weird. So I heard that school didn't even s- technically start that day until 10 a.m. Like class oh, it doesn't start. It doesn't start till 10 a.m. So they didn't even take like an attendance record at 8 a.m. to see no. who was there, which doesn't make sense to me. So this uh, usually we never had a science fair. I, I never remember ever having a science fair. But you would think usually the science fair is mandatory. It's part of school. Mm-hmm. And... The the actual exhibition of your science project is part of your grade. So if this is required for school and it's part of your grade, why didn't they take attendance at the beginning of the science fair? Because that affects your grade. So if Timmy with the mom who's always late to school shows up at 830, you would think like you would keep track of that because it's part of the grade. Yeah. So this is kind of this like... Whole thing it- is- that yeah. that's kind of in a way it's what makes me think I don't think this is another reason why I'm like I don't think Terry I think some something else happened to Kyron. I really do. I hundred percent do. Like you were saying, ten AM class begins and the day kinda of resumes as normal. And about twelve forty five to one PM is when Terry gets home from her doing her day things with her little girl. I've I Failed to mention this, uh, Kane and Terry have a little girl together, and she's around, like, she's, 19 months. Right, she's really old, young. Really little uh, girl, and she she wasn't feeling good, I guess. Like, she had, like, some earache or whatever, because she originally went to the doctor. This is, has to do with that doctor's appointment for Kyron, because Terry originally went to the doctors for her daughter mm-hmm. because of this earache, and then she started talking about some stuff with Kyron acting weird. Like, kind of spacey. But I guess, I don't know. I don't know a seven-year-old boy who isn't kind of spacey. <laughs> right. I mean, they're... Seven-year-old boys. <laughs> like, I, I mean that in the nicest way. Yeah. But I feel like there's... But I also feel like when you're raising your child, you know, you know... what a, you know what normal no. seven-year-old mm-hmm. short attention span and something else. Like, you know the difference because yeah. they're your kid. Yeah. At one... 20 120 uh p.m is when terry posted that picture of Kyron from the science fair to facebook okay so i guess in the beginning people said that i mean it was said that keen was at work so like the biological dad was at work right and then later on he said no i was working from home so that's like one of those things where i was just like wait a second <laughs> were you in the beginning you were at work and then later on you're at home you're working from home no no that makes sense because if someone if someone was saying hey i didn't see you at the science fair what was going on kane would be like oh i was at work Mm -hmm. even though he works from home that's work which makes sense but it was just really weird where i was just like he came home from work at two but then he said he was working from home i was just like okay whatever i i'm not saying that because i'm like maybe the dad did it i was just like okay guys wait stories straight what did he do for work? He... Wasn't did... he d- something with software? 
or I think it was some engineering type I not engineering um gosh I saw it somewhere I saw it somewhere but it was like one of those really trivial things that I was like does this really matter no I think it definitely matters because if even if he works from home Mm -hmm. if his job is something that takes him in the field really often technically he's still working and like what if he had to run out to check on something and then came back from that technically he was working from home all day except he ran out to do this one thing for work Mm, that makes sense I do believe I'm trying to remember the word is in front of me and I saw it I don't want to say it was like some engineering thing it wasn't some engineering thing I want to say it was something with software. It, it was had something do, with computers. Yeah, something with computers. That's all I remember. Because yeah. I looked at the word. I was like, oh, he has some like computer job. Yeah. Which makes sense. Him saying he was working from home made like was like, that makes sense. Yeah, you can do just... that from home. No problem. Yeah. I just, I can't remember. It's been so long since I've done any like looking into this, even though the 10 year anniversary is right now and articles <laughs> were freaking everywhere. But I swear there was like a reasonable explanation because of his job. Yeah. Why he ran out of the house and came back for a minute. Yeah. Which I'm, like I was trying to say, he I'm pretty positive he has nothing to do with it. Because one, he's very involved with looking for Kyron. Right. And then two, like it's not like the police ever really look, looked into him. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because if he says, I'm at work, and then you can look at his computer history to see he's at work. Yeah. The whole time. Which makes sense. And I was like, okay. Especially because he works with computers. <laughs> like, all right. Um, But it was, for me, it stood out because I was just like... There ends up being really little trivial things, I feel like, that change over time. Okay. So, but I guess over time, like how we address in almost every case, people just misremember things. or right. they Intentionally or unintentionally. Yeah. They, like, they have to rethink, which, okay. Anyway, the, at 3.30, Terry goes to get Kyron from the bus. With her daughter, okay? They go to go pick up Kyron, like they do, I guess, every day. Nor- well, I mean, like, every school day. Right. Normally. Now, this is another thing where at first they said it was Terry who went to go pick him up from the bus stop. And then Kane didn't never said that he was with Terry to go pick him up from the bus stop. And then in, like, I think it was the Dr. Phil episode is when he first said that he was there with them at the bus stop. I feel like that doesn't make much of a difference, though, because he's not saying Terry wasn't there. I just feel like if... I know. I just feel like if it didn't happen, you don't have to say you went to the bus stop. <laughs> like, it's one of those things where it's like trivial things that it's like, one said this. Well, first it was this, then it was this. I'm just like, okay. It's one of those things I didn't want to focus on, but it got me really upset. <laughs> so some of this stuff sounds like this happens in every single investigation ever. That you tell the police something and they leave things out. It always happens. I'm wondering if the police left that little bit out because they decided it wasn't important that Kane was with Terry because Mm -hmm. Terry is the one who was communicating. Like, because... Well, that communicating is what is the weird part because she never called... they, They didn't call 911 when he wasn't on the bus. No, I meant like... When, when she shows up and he's not on the oh, bus, yeah. it was Terry talking to the bus driver. Yes. So it's it's kind of inconsequential that, that Kane's there, there because now. he never said a word to the bus driver. Yeah. So he I can... seems like a quiet guy, Kane does. Right. So it's just like, I don't know, for people, because I feel like a lot of people complained and like kind of found him suspicious that he wasn't being so talkative, but he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's just like, I don't know, from 
the anyway i don't i he just doesn't seem like a like a guy who wants to be in the spotlight of things right or in the middle of it um but yeah anyway whatever some came uh terry went to go pick up kyan from the bus but he wasn't on the bus the bus driver talked to her about it and was just like he never got on the bus um so he's probably still at the school and Terry and Kane thought of this as, like, no really big deal. Um, maybe they thought he was going to go, like, he was dropped off at school. Maybe they he thought that they were going to go pick him up. Right. Which makes sense. I mean, they should have went and got a science project anyway, right? I mean, why leave it there? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Because I've never had a science fair. I don't know how they work. I don't but, know how they work either. But. Throw it in the garbage. I don't no, know. No, no. I feel like <laughs> they can't take it home yet. Oh, because that has to get graded. Yes. Okay. So that's not something I would even think about would be, oh, I have to go pick up the science fair project. because, And someone can tell me if I'm wrong about this because I've never done a science fair. We never <laughs> even had them. I never had the option. But the one time, so we did do one thing that was really, really close to a science fair. In sixth grade, one of my projects in my science class was we actually built marble roller coasters out that sounds of way more fun out of um like toilet paper tubes that and sounds cool it was really fun and it was um it was i don't remember the whole reason we did this but i know it was in our science class i know that budgeting was a part of it because we were given like a fake budget and we had to use this money to buy the the tubes from mm-hmm. our teachers like quote unquote store and we like, everybody had the same budget, and you had to use your budget to build your roller coaster. Mm-hmm. So, we actually did have, like, an open exhibition for all of our roller coasters, and um, that was, it was the same kind of thing. It was open to the public. It was in a very specific spot, and after the exhibition, our, our stuff wasn't graded until later. So, mm-hmm. even though all of this stuff was open for this... Um, roller coaster show that would be similar to the science fair so we had our roller coaster fair the teacher didn't grade stuff right then and there it was afterwards so we got to like show off our projects we got to run marbles through it for our parents that kind of stuff what grade did you get i don't remember oh i was just curious it was one of those curved projects where like oh well those are my favorite (laughs) well so it was um they were timed. So it was how long did the marbles take to get through? They put five marbles through. How many of the marbles made it through without falling out? Um, did, did you have to have it like a certain distance? I would have just made it straight down. You wanted to have it as long as possible. So you needed to have it curve and do oh, stuff. Okay, okay. So the people who had the most marbles go through with the longest time got the best grades. And then it was curved from there. Okay. That makes more sense. I was thinking, like, fastest. No. I just put one little tube. <laughs> no, no. You wanted it to last longer. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, that answers some of my... I mean, that makes sense, because I saw that, like, in a lot of theories that people had, that was one of the things, like, why didn't they go pick him up to begin with? Right. So, they went to the school to pick up Kyron, but to find out that Kyron was actually marked absent that day from school... And Terry was just like, wait, what? <laughs> and it was actually the, well, the uh, secretary was the one to, the school secretary was the one to call 911. And a okay. lot of people thought this was weird, but I guess the secretary even said that Terry told her to call 911 because she's like, I'm going to go figure out what happened. Like, 
go talk to people, like, other staff people to mm-hmm. figure out if they seen him, like, where was he last seen and stuff. So she was kind of, like, trying to figure out what was going on. Like, what happened to Kyron? So she was already doing some investigating work, I guess, like, that day. Yeah. Trying to figure it out, like, asking and asking people. Well, she's trying to track down her son because she knows yeah. she left him at the school. Yeah. So they find out uh, Kyron was marked absent that day. And I guess his teacher did that because she thought he was at this doctor's appointment. <laughs> and Terry had to explain to them, no, that isn't to like, next week or, like, the week after. Right. And uh, because I saw in a source that apparently because of the, like, spacey episodes, I want to call them, that Kyron was having, uh, his teacher was actually given paperwork to fill out, like, to watch him throughout the day, kind of, like, keep kind of an eye and mark if he's, like, was weird or whatever. But oh, the doctors gave Terry to give to the teacher. Yeah. I didn't see that in too many sources, but I saw it in one that was actually very detailed on the timeline of Terry that day. That that actually makes a lot of sense because he spends so much time at school. Yeah. And there's only, he's not homeschooled, obviously, so his mm-hmm. mom isn't seeing him for six to eight hours a day, however long school lasts, because I feel like a lot of elementary schools are different. Yeah. But that's a huge chunk of the day that you're not seeing your son. So giving paperwork to the teacher and saying, hey, we need to monitor this because he's too young to monitor it on his own. Mm-hmm. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because it also comes up later that they're like, uh, she said, um, why would she have, like, this doctor's appointment for him on the 4th when she, like, just gave this teacher the paperwork not too long ago? Right. And she didn't even get the paperwork back from the teacher. And she's just like, why would I do that? Okay, whatever. Well, that, that reasoning doesn't make any sense to me because I'm going through this right now that I have a lot of doctor's appointments for stuff. (laughs) And (laughs) there's, there's a lot of stuff that I'm being asked to monitor Mm -hmm. that doctors, I need to monitor it over time, but I'm still having doctor's appointments before, like, as I'm monitoring stuff. Yeah. So... That, that doesn't, that seems inconsequential to me. Her reasoning on that's kind of dumb. Yeah. Well, they get to, after they got to this, I'm sorry, this is going to be the most, like, weirdly abrupt, like, transition. At 3.46 is when they made the 911 call, and, like, 45 minutes later is when the Portland Police Bureau and the Multnomah. <laughs> Multnomah. Multnomah County Sheriff's Office arrived at the school and at Kyron's home. And then at 5.30, the school sent a rapid broadcast to the parents of the Portland Public School uh, District, uh, to all, like, the parents of the students and stuff, alerting them that a student didn't make it home from school. By 7 o'clock is when they actually started the formal missing person case opening for Kyron. The FBI got involved, and then an hour later at um, 8... 09 is when the first search started for Kyron. Okay. I mean, they moved really fast. Yeah, this was, like, quick. It was just, like, you're here, okay, go. You're here, okay, go. Um, and then one thing that a lot of people, I feel like, focus on, which when I listened to it in multiple different, like, and just read about it, was that somebody called, like, a tip came in to check these tunnels that kids would play in all the time. Yeah. I guess people, like, focus on that. But I feel like if somebody knows that kids play in these tunnels and then they check these tunnels, nothing's there. 
Like, there's no reason. It's like, okay, cool. Thank you for your input. <laughs> like, thank you right. for, it's like, like, saying. It's, in situations like that, they're like, any information helps. Mm-hmm. I can see being a mom and being like, well, I know the kids play on these tunnels. Yeah. They're in my neighborhood, so not every parent knows about this. I need to call and tell them about these tunnels. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Like, yeah. I just find it really odd that I, f- I looked a lot and, like, a lot of people focused on that and I just found it really weird. I'm not gonna lie. I was just like, it just seems like something that, because a lot of timelines just skip over it. Well, I mean, not skip over, but they just say, this is when this tip came in. They checked. Nothing there. And I was like, okay, cool. Okay. Anyway, that happened. And then Saturday, so the next day, at noon, the sheriff's spokesman said that it was still just a missing persons case and there was no criminal investigation going. Right. Okay. So it stays like a missing persons case for like quite some time before they actually label it as like he could possibly be in danger and this is now a criminal case i i was i looked at the timeline and i was like wow that's a really long time for a child to right, be missing right that's weird because cuz it was like 10 plus days i think i think oh my god i didn't I realize think it, was it was that long june i think it's the 15th or the 16th so almost 10 days that's crazy because i can understand not doing it the first night because no one knows what happened to it, but I would feel like the next day yeah. when you don't find him and there's no sight of him, that's when you call it an abduction. Yeah. Well, they didn't call it that. They didn't even call it a kidnapping, um, which I guess would be an abduction. <laughs> <laughs> wow, my bad. <laughs> um, so the school sent a rapid broadcast out to all the parents who and everybody who is at the school. Well, all the parents of the students who were at school on Friday, which is actually K through eight is what was in that school. So, because the population of that city, I guess, was so little. I mean, well, in that school dis- that school district? Is that what it would be for that one? Sc- yeah. Yeah. In the school district, because it was so little, their school was, like, K through 8. That's a lot of grades in one school. I know. And they had mixed classes, too, um, of, like, different ages and stuff. So, they were notified that all these kids who were at the school and their parents on Friday to come to a debriefing with the police and the feds, federal government or whatever, on a Sunday. So they started with the older kids first, early in the morning at like 10 a.m. And then after that, they started doing the younger kids, which was like kindergarten through uh, first or second grade. Okay. Um, what grade was Kyren in? Second. Okay. So... Uh, at 4 to 8 p.m., uh, authorities announced that the FBI and the National Guard were joining in to help, too. Like, that's how big this was getting. Right. And they also have a Facebook group page that was created for to help search for him. Um, that's actually still active now. You can go look at it to see. Um, but it actually wasn't too long after, like, when they did start searches, like, the searches and everything. I have it in my notes, like, the exact day. But it was... <laughs> Not even five days. The police actually had them stop sending in, like, um, like water and food or whatever for the search parties or whatever because they got so much stuff donated to them. Oh, that's really cool, though. Yeah. I know. I was just like, wow. People were really, like, pushing this, help, like, find him. Right. So, on Sunday, June 6th, so Terry posted on Facebook about having flyers mailed to their house and they'd soon get there so people would help post these flyers right and then and wasn't it someone like 
donated their services to even create these flyers in the first place? I'm pretty, I don't, I think so. I think, like, originally she asked somebody how Mm -hmm. to make flyers and someone else was like, oh, I'll just do it for you. Oh. I think. If that happened, it would make me really happy and warm and fuzzy inside. I think I've heard that before. Oh, I didn't see that, like, anywhere, but I didn't get, like, I mean, I tried getting in, like, really nitty-gritty details, but, like, the rabbit, I found, like, one rabbit hole that I went in, and I kind of stayed there for a while. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. And then the interviews at the school went from, like, 10 a.m. to, like, 4 p.m. Like, these police officers and the FBI and everything, there was, like, 50-plus agents, and they were all just just going ham talking to these kids and these parents and everything but that's a lot of students to talk to i yeah. i would i wouldn't expect it to take any less time i mean yeah dude they were talking to everybody though yeah so on sunday when they didn't uh find him they actually escalated karen's disappearance to this is when they did it as a missing and uh endangered child's case missing endangered child's case um but it was not called a kidnapping they didn't want to call it a kidnapping right because they don't know what that it is i mean kids in danger i guess okay yeah sure they don't know they don't know right the fbi spokeswoman at the time was beth ann Steele. i think that's how you say her last name said how the Harmon family wasn't talking to the media because they didn't find it to be the best interest in finding karen uh karen so, because a lot of people were, like, getting, like, why aren't they talking to the media? And da, da, da. So, right. Because they were kind of busy trying to find their son. Right. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I guess for me personally, I probably would be doing the same thing. Right. I'd be looking, not talking to the media. Right. Especially that early. Yeah. Later that day, the captain, Mike Schultz, read a statement from Kyron's family, thanking people for, like, their support that they've already been showing because it was, like, a lot of support and... Kind of just, like, adjusting how they're looking for him and stuff. So, June 11th. So, I was going to kind of address this later, but I'm going to do it, like, right now. They, when they were looking into Terry, because she was the last person to see him, she was the last person to be seen with him. Right, makes sense. They got a cell phone ping from her phone, and so they started looking around Suave Island, Mm -hmm. because that's kind of where... But I was reading, like, more of, like, a local, like, from the locals. There's no cell phone tower on this Suave, Suave Island that they were by. You don't, so the way cell phone pings work are, you, you your phone is constantly searching for service. Mm-hmm. Even if you have service, it's constantly searching for, it's, yeah. like, it's making sure it has everything. Mm-hmm. So when you're moving around, it's... Pings off a different tower. You'll bounce off different towers, and Mm -hmm. because of those, uh, the bouncing off the towers, they can actually triangulate your location. So it was, it wasn't that she pinged off a tower on the island, it's that her, her, it doesn't matter if there's one on the island or not, Mm -hmm. it's the triangulation of her pings placed her there. Yeah. So they looked at the cameras that I guess have actually been very helpful for uh, investigations mm-hmm. when people go onto this island. She was never drove. Her car wasn't marked, seen, driving onto this island. Right, but I think those cameras are only at one entrance point and there's multiple points. Which would make sense. 
if that was the case and then she was on the island. Right. But. Because I've, I've heard that later on. Like, at first she was very adamant that she was never on that island. She was never anywhere near it. But then later on she goes, well, maybe I was and I just don't remember. Yeah. And locals have actually said, there's no maybe about it. You know when you're on the island. <laughs> like, it's it's when you're on it, you know. You're, there's no ifs. There's no maybe. There's no, oh, I might be close. It's you know. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she's like, well, maybe I was there. People are like, she was there. Which makes sense. See, I've never been on this island, so I don't know what's all on the island. I think it's really small. But I don't know. I've never actually heard of it before until I heard of this case. Yeah, same. So I just wanted to say, like, they checked the cameras, I guess, and they never really saw her. From these cameras, they didn't see her going onto the island, but they did look. And I I was trying, I was looking at, like, the most recent article, and I guess there's still, like, there's certain places that they're still looking kind of around it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they checked the whole thing. They even, like, went deep sea diving um, in the water. Right. And nothing was ever really, like... They still haven't found his body, so, like, they obviously haven't found anything. Right. Also, that day, uh, on June 11th, the family finally addressed the press, and it was actually Kyron's stepdad, oh, Tony, Tony Young, who gave the message thanking everybody for helping and just, like, kind of, like, what the family, kind of, like, for the family he was talking. He was the spokesperson for the family. Yes. He was the one spokesperson. Okay. (laughs) Done. He was the one talking for the family i thought about including what they said but it's been if you look it up on youtube it's like one of the first things that pop up okay so if you really want to hear what they say it's one of the first things that pop up so on june 12th they stopped oh that's when they stopped people to donate because they got a lot a lot of stuff from like people's donating to them which they were super like thankful for but yeah and then on june 15th was the last day of school not June 4th, June 15th, last day of school. People actually tried to, like, I guess somebody started a rumor that they found uh, Kyron's body, but then the police shut that down real quick. They're like, no, we haven't. This, I feel like, is when things start getting, like, they really started investigating, like, the family and, like, people who they claim to be, like, involved, well, the police were looking at, and the media gets super involved, I guess, they were, they would sit outside of the Harmon's home. Yeah, that, they and, always do that. And, uh, like, I guess their neighbors were getting really pissed about it because I guess one neighbor found, like, that one of the reporters, like, took a dump in their yard. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to include that. I saw that somewhere and I was just like, please be true. <laughs> okay. Your, your face. It's just... Like, that's how dedicated these reporters were. But they swarmed this house. So Well, yeah, because you have to be the first to report something. Yeah. And everybody was thinking Terry did it. Right. So So one thing that I have not heard you mention at all yet. (gasps) What about Terry's gym check-ins? Oh, that is one thing that I wanted to get on, like, later. So Terry's timeline. Right. uh, I have her whole morning timeline. Okay. Because of check-ins, witnesses, and, like, receipts. Okay. So... Because you... I feel like also within this first week, week and a half of him missing, uh she went to the gym then, too. Yeah, she did. So, 
you being you, I hope you kind of like <laughs> emphasize, I mean, like kind of be like, oh, okay. I don't know, actually, if you'll be like, no, I would totally not do this. She was actually very, uh, she used to be a fitness model. Like, not a model, a, like, she used to be, like, a bodybuilder. She used to be a bodybuilder competitor, but she was so far off that at this point. So, I don't know if she was trying to, like, get, just, like, work out, like, more often or whatever. But, like, I don't know, for me being me, I guess if you went to work out, like, if that was kind of, like, your escape... I guess, and that was, like, the one time, like, her going and working out for a little bit, I guess if it was just, like, not, like, brain turn off. Right, but didn't she go, like, two days after he went missing? She did. Which is weird. See, that's unacceptable. (laughs) I don't, I don't care how, like, devoted to health and fitness you are. If your son goes missing and two days later, your thought is to go to the gym. Yeah. Like. I guess... See, that's another thing where it's, like, I don't think she did it, but the disattachment from, like, the whole, like, emotionally that she has towards the whole thing, I find, I do find bizarre. Right. But it, her doing it doesn't make sense to me. Maybe help do it, but motive and timeline, it doesn't make sense. Okay. That's kind of, like, okay. So, yes, she did go to the gym, and she went to the gym, like, two days later, and everybody went up and roar about it because Mm -hmm. she posted about it on like facebook yeah so i can understand going to like distance yourself take a break get some stress out the fact that she checked in and like didn't she post a selfie too yeah she posted a selfie like but i guess she was prone to being like i'm gonna go to the gym somebody come with me yeah which doesn't okay i'm not trying to justify your actions okay i'm just saying she was prone to do it who knows maybe i don't know okay but yeah, no, she's a little, like I said, she's very disattached, like, disattached, emotionally non-attached to this whole thing, it kind of seems like, after a while. Like, she is and she's not. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, she wants to seem that way, but she's not. Okay. Okay. I don't know how else to explain that. I tried, because she was on Dr. Phil. Okay. <laughs> she was on Dr. Phil, and... When Desiree got upset about, like, I guess she kind of was just like, what is she doing going on, like, these, and this is just, like, my sidebar, like, little, like, but you did the same thing, because Desiree and Kane also went on Dr. Phil, and then basically Desiree the whole time, like, bashed Terry, because she went on Dr. Phil. On June 26th, there's claims, and that... Terry hired a hitman or whatever for Kane. Oh, I forgot. Wasn't it like her her gardener or something like that? It was a landscaper guy. Yes. Okay. And so he she hired him the very first time she hired him is because to help her other her like older son with some like It was like a uh, one-time project. Yeah, it was like that was basically it. And he told the this landscaper guy told the police that they went to dinner together at a restaurant. Okay, imagine this movie style, old school. <laughs> They're at dinner together, talking about how she wants to, did like just knock off her husband. No, no, that's not what his story was. <laughs> what? No, I heard in multiple places that they went that she hired. She wanted to hire him to um take out Kane for. It wasn't that explicit. So the way it went, they did go out to dinner, 
but she never said, hey, I want to take my husband out. It was, you know, my husband usually has a bunch of money on him all yeah. the time. And, like, so it was, it was never explicitly stated that I want you to murder my husband, but it was more like a setup that, like, you know, if you caught him, he usually has a lot of money on him, and no one really knows he has this money, so, like, if... <laughs> If it wasn't on him when he was found, like, no one would know. So, the, this is kind of, like, what I, when I found this, because I was just like, what, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> Who does this? He was, this landscaper guy was saying all this, like, she was kind of trying to, like, hire him right. and stuff. And that he had, like, she was saying that he had, Kane had, like, $10,000 on his, in his Pocket, I know, I don't know. I read that and I was just like, dude, if I had the pocket space <laughs> to hold that much money on me, I'd be like super happy. So, how a lot of people think this statement is weird, and I don't think it's weird because I'm not going to say who this is for obvious reasons, but I have been told by a specific person in the past that at all times they have about $2,000 on them in cash. And if I was ever with them and something were to happen where I needed to call the ambulance or anything, I needed to search their body and find this money so the paramedics didn't get it. That's really interesting. I can understand. $2,000 makes sense, but $10,000 seems excessive. But like, there are some people out there who are so prepared for something going wrong. Like, I guess. I mean, I'll keep, I'll keep some cash on me just in case. Like, mm-hmm. well, Kane later on says that he doesn't keep that money right. on this person. Right. So he doesn't know why that was. Right. That, I mean, by I, this. And <laughs> what's really funny is I heard one place that they told Kane about this uh, plot, and Kane was like, "We had a landscaper." yeah well that's the thing he um and i'll go into that because it was the police that were like your wife hired somebody to kill you and he's just like i'm peacing out and he took their 19 month old and just left didn't say anything to her or anything no (laughs) but like she was in the house and (laughs) with them and he just gets grabs her kid and leaves I can imagine being her, like, babe, where are you going? And he's just like, nope, gotta go. Yeah, I wanted to talk to her. I'd been like, yeet, <laughs> bye. Right, but, so I, I know he talked to the police later, and he's like, so who did she hire to kill Yeah, and like, he's just well, like, wait, we have your, a... Your landscaper, and I think, I well, think there's no, this whole... Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, um, she hired him to help their, her, like, son, her older son, um, because... Kane wanted him to do this yard work, but it was, like, super, like, a lot of work, and it was going to take him, like, a really long time. Mm -hmm. And so Terry's just like, I'm just going to hire somebody to help so it doesn't take as much time. Right. So. And so Kane didn't even know. He didn't even know. (laughs) But but also, so when someone comes up to you and says, hey, I got a landscaper, you usually think about someone who comes every week. Yeah. Who trims your grass, takes care of everything. <laughs> so it makes sense that, you know, when cops come to him and he's he's like, well, who did she hire to kill me? And they're like, oh, your landscaper. It makes sense yeah. that he goes, we have a landscaper. Yeah. <laughs> because your first thought is no one comes by weekly. Yeah. And my personal first thought would be like, my lawn looks like shit. <laughs> who did my I wife know. hire to That's do our lawn? What, 
I I understand, especially because she did it without him really, like, she hired this guy without him really knowing. Right. And he only came over, like, once or twice or something like that. Just for this one project to get it done, yeah. So. And wasn't it, like, it was so far in the past, it was, like, a year before. Yeah. And, like, he hadn't even worked for them in all that time. Yeah. So that's another reason Kane was like, huh? Yeah. So it, like, didn't happen for, I mean, and it wasn't until much later that this guy actually... But the kicker is, and this is kind of where I was trying to, like, go with, like, especially mentioning this, he was, he didn't speak English very well. Oh. He wasn't fluent at all in English. And Terry knows no Spanish. Okay. (laughs) So the point, I read from, like, some of the court um, stuff her lawyer actually ended up saying was there, because when they were actually... In the courtroom, they actually had to have, have a translator for this man. Yeah. For every question, they had to translate it into Spanish, then back into English. Yeah. Because he could not speak, like, English hardly at all. And so, Terry's lawyer was just like, was there a translator with you guys at the time? Yeah. And the man's, and the gentleman says no. And he's like, and Terry's lawyer just says, well, that concludes that. And he, like, went yeah. and sat back down. He's just like, how can... And I had to laugh because I was just like... Okay, that makes, like, so much sense. Right. I don't know if I could hatch anything up <laughs> with somebody who I couldn't communicate with. Right. So it's I, like, if you need... I understand needing the translator, but even for someone who speaks broken English, because legal, yeah. legal proceedings are so important that you can't afford for them not to understand even a single word. Mm-hmm. So even if his comprehension was, like, kind of there, they would need... A translator, yeah. regardless. I just—it's just hard to think that, like, how <laughs> how do you come to this conclusion that she wants you to kill her husband if you can't understand? Well, her? they actually tried to do a sting operation on her with this, and he came to their house with like an undercover cop or whatever, and they went and did it, and she freaked out, and she's just like, "What is going on?" Right. And she called the cops about it. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so I read that and I was just like, and that was actually in a few different, they never actually specified, well, only, I could only find in a few places that specified why she called, but in most places it was very vague why she called. But some people were like, they tried a sting operation because of this, like, um, allegation for it, like, because people were saying that she did this. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. So whether it actually she actually tried or not, she played it off very well that she had no idea right. what they were talking about. Um, but after that, Kane served Terry with restraining order and divorce papers. Like he wanted to be separated from her, but also like zero chances. Like yeah. he doesn't want to take any chances at mm, this point. I wouldn't either. I don't <laughs> I blame don't, him. I don't. I don't blame him. So. But it actually wasn't almost until, like, a year later that the divorce was finalized. Because they kept pushing it off because of the investigation. Right, and also because their son's missing and Mm -hmm. there are better things to focus on than a divorce. That's kind of, like, every time, I guess, they went to go, like, do the divorce stuff, they kept pushing it back. Right. So, law enforcement, they started putting pressure on some of Terry's, like, close friends and stuff. And then they actually started looking into a gal named Dee Dee Spincher. Uh, I think is, I'm pretty sure is how you pronounce her last name. So I don't know how like exactly close they were, but I did read something about how they, her, Terry, and another friend who was like unnamed got burner phones to talk 
after all this started happening because they thought it wouldn't be able to get traced or whatever. But then Dee Dee had to lawyer up because everybody was trying to question Dee Dee. I right. mean, like, the cop police and everything. And then Terry, like, lawyer was like, you need to stop and stop talking to Dee Dee. And when Terry's lawyer suggested that, Terry stopped all communication with this lady. And when they... And I guess a big thing for the case, what they were trying to work on, which I just want to say, police officers never actually labeled... Even, t- like, now, they still don't think, like, label- labeled Terry as a suspect right. at all. Wasn't she labeled as a person of interest, though? Be- no. Because she was the last person seen with um, Kyron. Yeah, but I think they dropped that. Do they? I don't think they ever dropped person of interest. Because person of interest is not the same as um, a suspect. Oh, I mean, that makes sense. But they stopped, They did stop questioning her in, like, June. Right. So person of interest doesn't mean they think you did anything wrong. They think mm-hmm. you have information. That makes sense. So, well, she didn't give it even to this day. Well, no, she did. She told them about her timeline and everything oh, that yeah. happened. So. And I to this day, I guess she's very, like, open about it. Um, well, about well, certain things. About... Certain things, but if the police actually asked to talk with her, which she, it's another thing where she actually took three lie detector tests. So she's hard of hearing and she wanted like the first one, she said they were asking very vague questions. I've never taken a lie detector test and I hope I never have to. (laughs) Right. But. Well, you should always decline. Yeah. but she, I, I, okay, <laughs> good to know. Uh, so she took the first one and the police never said if she failed or if it was like inconclusive and it was never, but Kane and Desiree keep saying like she failed it. But the thing is, is after that first one, Terry said, I will take another one. But then they wouldn't, she's like, just let me face the person so I can actually read their lips so I can figure out what they're saying. They didn't let her do that. I don't know what else was said, but she well, like walked out of the second one. And- she was only hard of hearing on one side and that's yeah. why they said no. Then why didn't they put her on the other side? I think they- I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they tried to accommodate her, but she was trying to twist it every which way. Which makes sense. But she walked out of the second one and yeah. then took the third one. Yeah. And those results were in like failed slash inconclusive inconclusive um so that she she blamed it on her being hard of hearing yeah so she took those three tests whatever the technically i guess they're garbage because it was lie detector tests in general are garbage they can't be used (laughs) in in trials which is good (laughs) yeah but Um, that's that's why i say you should uh, and this is for everybody not just Elle because she's sitting in front of me always say no to a lie detector test because if you pass it, it doesn't do anything. But if, but it, if you fail it, it does something. It it makes them look at you harder. Oh, gross. So that's why whenever I see in the news that they're like, oh, they declined to take a test, they must be guilty. I'm like, no, they're smart. <laughs> so Terry was like looking not like a hundred percent squeaky clean, but like it's not like, like I said, she wasn't like a hundred percent like labeled as suspect. Right. But they were trying to, like, catch her in something. Right. So they really pushed her friend, Dee Dee. And I guess she was, like, really clamming up for a while. And they actually granted her immunity. Um, oh. Because during court, they found out it wasn't anything to do with Kyron. Why Dee Dee would not want to, didn't want to talk to the police or anything. It's because she was committing unemployment fraud that oh. could put her in prison for a very long time. 
So when they granted her immunity, she was like, oh, by the way, here's what I've been doing and yeah. here's what I know, which is nothing. Yeah, that's kind of what it was. Okay. So that was went down the drain. And I guess after that, um, like they went back to square one with everything because they're just like, okay, like we have nothing. And that's kind of where I want to like, there's a lot of he said, she said, but then I want to talk about Terry's timeline real quick. And okay. then it's and we're I feel like we're running really short on time, so I feel like let's go into Terry's timeline, and this might be our first two parter because we can. <laughs> I'm I feel sorry. like theories theories are gonna be a whole nother conversation, and it's gonna be a long conversation because there's Probably. so many theories. There's so many. So congratulations! Oh, on I don't want to be the first two parter. <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> How did I know this was? I just talked too much. That's what this is. <laughs> So let's go over Terry's timeline. Yes. So Terry's timeline, real quick. And I mean, if somebody wants to fight me on this, I have all the articles that say otherwise. Terry left the school at about 8.45 a.m. She went to a Fred Meyer to pick up. I don't know if it's a prescription or what, but they didn't have it for her daughter for her earache around 9, 9, 12-ish. I even found the Fred Meyer that she went to. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then she got a Starbucks receipt from, like, because most Fred Meyers have, like, a Starbucks on the inside of it. So she has a receipt to prove, like, this is where I was at at this time. Okay? And then she had to go to a second Fred Meyer to pick up the prescription. That was, like, around uh, 9.30 because of, like, driving distance Mm -hmm. to, like, 10 a.m.-ish. And there's also an eyewitness who ran into her. And that was the lady who's, like, thought it was really weird because I guess Terry showed her a picture of, Kyron at the science fair and she's like it was really weird and abrupt like she wasn't like they didn't know each other that well to just be like oh hey here's a picture of my kid but then I go oh hey here's a picture of my dog to people so whatever (laughs) Um, yeah that is that uh, that's actually really weird I don't know but I don't know much about Terry some people are just talkers yeah they share everything yeah so if she's one of those kind of people which it sounds like she was and uh-huh. I think they actually used a lot of her Facebook timeline against her because they of did. how much she put on Facebook. Yeah. So it doesn't actually surprise me that she did run that. into her and she's like, it, oh, look at my son. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah. It, because she was very, like, showy-offy, like that kind of, I, I yeah. was, like, she liked that kind of attention. I wasn't surprised either. She did put her Facebook profile on private the day that they made the announcement about, like, where the p- family actually talked to the press because it was open. Well, her her Facebook wasn't private, and then she put it on private because I guess people kept going and stalking her Facebook, and she just was like, over "I mean, it. I'm same. I mean, yeah." <laughs> anyway, um, so after she left the second friend Meyer, and they had the prescription, so uh, she got that. She actually went to the dry cleaners, and that was like the lady at the dry cleaners said she was there. Okay. And it was around, like, 10 a.m. Okay. So, it was probably around in the same parking lot as, like, that second friend Meyer. Yeah. Um, so, she also went to a Michael's Craft store, and they have her on camera in the Michael's Craft store. Okay. With her daughter. And I guess that was around, like, 10.10. The police never actually stated exactly if that was her leaving, coming, going in, or coming out. She had a phone call at 9.38... It wasn't Dee Dee, that's confirmed, but she was on the phone with somebody around that time. And then, this is when she goes to the gym. At the gym, she's at the gym from 11.39 to 12.20. 
she was at like this gym and i guess she left because the people who were watching her kid like the, in the daycare. kids club clothes which makes sense yeah so and she was being super fussy yeah. So they're like, get her out. <laughs> yeah. And then she was home by 1240-ish, 12.45, 1 o'clock, whatever. They said, like, police first, they started with, like, some big three-hour window that she had to grab Kyron, take him wherever, drop him off. I mean, right. like, do whatever it is. Do whatever, yeah. Okay, so that got, like, really crunched down to, like, 90 minutes. <laughs> so, I mean, that's still a long time. Yeah. Of, like, unaccounted for a time. But really looking geographically, because it was, I found this one where it was just like, this was the Fred Meyer that she was at. I'd actually be really interested in seeing it, because I was going to ask if you've, like, mapped out mm-hmm. between the Fred Meyers. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> the driving doesn't, because there was a point where she said she was driving around to, like, put her daughter to sleep. Yeah. And the driving around doesn't make sense. Like... The drive times, if you really account for, like, her needing to go all the way back to the school and then leave the school and then go do all this stuff, um, it doesn't, I don't know. I don't know. Well. To me, it's weird. Well, and we can go into this more later, but that's one of the reasons, like, the fact that she was the last person to see Kyron mm-hmm. and no one else actually saw him outside the classroom, they think that that's a lie. Well, so, this is kind of, like, when I started looking, like, this is when I started, like, really digging, because I was like, okay, if somebody has an exact, like, a timeline of where she was, right, and she's doing these things, was there, like, any really accounts for people who saw him like after she left right and there are there are oh i forgot somebody said they saw like some man yeah him or something like so, that but nobody ever came who like came out to say oh that was me or like oh i know who that was right so i mean i feel like if i talked to a kid the day he went missing and like i was standing there having a full-out conversation with him i would remember i don't i didn't hear that the guy was talking to him i just heard that he was standing near him apparently i saw that he was talking with kyron and another kid he was standing there with them huh and then kyron was also seen um and they disregarded this kid's like statement i guess uh but somebody said that they actually saw him at the south entrance of the school with, like, nobody around him. Anyway, but, like I said, theories, theories, theories. I really think, I mean, Terry seems, like, really, I guess, like, suspicious. And just, she's she's an easy she, and person to pin it on. And that's why I think it was really, like, just really digging into her, trying to figure out if she did it, was, like, a fallback on everything. Because I feel like if they focused more on, like, who was there and um the actual like science fair part and like the school mm-hmm. i feel like it would have been more efficient rather than just focusing all the time on terry i feel like if terry had been more open yeah that, that was her fault that would have fixed things so that's <laughs> that's why people focus on her because she's so shady about her day mm-hmm. and what happened and the fact that her story kept changing yeah. like so that's why like, honest people 
have nothing to hide. So why is she hiding things? Which and means? why is she, like, changing her story and... Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm going to have to actually do some digging so we can talk about theories because yes. I've never actually dug into this case, um, but I'm going to have to to see if I can find like other people's theories and stuff. It's but. interesting. Well, that was kind of a very summary because there's a lot. It's been 10 years. and There's a lot still, of little stuff. Yeah, but... lots of little baby stuff that I was just like, I didn't. Because I kind of wanted to focus on, like, other things that I feel like weren't, like, haven't been focused on mm-hmm. that I feel like should have been. I, I kind of really did skim over a quick timeline. and But, I mean, that was still pretty comprehensive. So, we've got we've got a really good look at the timeline. I'll do some digging and we can both talk about theories next week. <laughs> Debate over who did it. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I... I really don't think Terry did it. I really don't. But, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of stuff that you haven't seen that I have, though. Yeah, that's... So, let me let me do some digging and find some actual, like, sources for facts. Because uh-huh. um, there very well could be stuff that I've seen or heard that is either wrong or been proven wrong since mm-hmm. I, like the podcast that I listened to covered it or it could be like one of those little things that you decided to not focus in on actually leads to some of the information that I heard which would make sense yeah there was a few podcasts that I listened to in like prepping for this that did kind of focus on Terry being the the suspect and so they like really like I felt like it was a really big focus but I was just like I don't know, man. Yeah. But I am looking at this 10 years later. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yeah, but I'm excited. I'm I'm excited, too, to go over theories. People have to wait till next week. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if I finish editing it early, I might release it early, and it can be a bonus episode. Oh. But you guys have to remember, <laughs> I am finishing my senior year of college. She's I about got to a graduate. lot going on. She's about to graduate, guys. She I'm has... So all of us have been bored during quarantine and COVID. Well, not all of us. The majority of us. Well, Crystal's still been going ham, working, and doing school, and doing this. I'm sorry. MVP right here. Yeah. She deserves an award. And, and she's been dealing with me. Yeah. That's a and, job in itself. And I just started um, my yoga teacher certification. Oh, Because apparently I didn't have... I forgot I didn't tell you that. <laughs> apparently I didn't have enough going on. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. So I started working on that. Crystal's so. in high demand. You guys, I got, I got some brain fry going on. <laughs> just... But, but she's still working hard for you. Yeah. Anyway, that's my uh, little pump up oh, Crystal thank time. thank you. Anyway, uh, please like and subscribe, uh, rate us, write Crystal's podcast. I mean, like, Crystal's episodes more than mine. No! <laughs> you are rating the show as a whole. Okay. And we appreciate your ratings. Yes, we do. Hi, We'd I... love to do some shout-outs, but yeah. without ratings, I can't shout anyone out. Yeah, I think the one rating we have... No, wait. We have, like, a few, but nobody leaves comments, so we have no idea who you are. We do. We have one. um, We do have a review from another podcaster, actually, which is really nice. It's nice to hear other podcasters plugging us. Thanks. (laughs) Yep. 
But yeah. Anyway, uh, follow us on Instagram at Alternative Interests Podcast. Then uh, like us on Facebook. Do we have a Facebook? We do. Do we have a Facebook? <laughs> we do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I always we think... don't have a ton of members. But, we don't. But when we get more members, I'm sure we'll get more conversation going. I would love it to have some more interaction from people because I want to know what you guys think. Like, Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I just can't always comment on our stuff. <laughs> it ends up being a little funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, and, thanks for listening. And I hope you come back for more. <laughs> yeah, that would be... I mean, you're going to have to because we left you with a cliffhanger Yeah, sorry. Here. I mean, so, you're kind of forced to come back next week. Forced. We're strong-arming you. <laughs> strong-arming. I'll pull you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see you next time, guys. Bye! Bye! Bye.